Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. You were made on purpose for a purpose. Yeah, he wants you saved, and that's the first step, and that's a great step, and there's a party in heaven when that happens. But it's after that, that he has something for you. And so the first step into becoming that vessel for God is to know him. I know it seems very, very simplistic, but you're going to hear this a lot at our church. We're going to say, hey, you need to know God. It's actually our first step. You're going to hear it in growth track. You're going to hear it in groups because we are so, we are trying to get to the point across that you have to know him in a way. And that word know that's used is gnosko in the Greek. It means to know in an intimate way. Uh, just a brief story. I thought I knew my wife before we got married. We dated for seven years. So I said, you know what? All these other people that got married, they dated for like six months, a year, two years, whatever. We dated for seven years. We grew up in the same place, went to the same church, had the same values, the equally yoked thing, all of that. And I said, we, we're good. And then I got engaged. And I don't know how y'all's engagement was, but ours was stressful. And I got to see a little bit more of my wife. I got to know her a little bit better. And I thought, you know what? I've seen everything I need to know. I know her. When we're going to get married, it's going to be all good. And then we got married. And I saw her in the morning. And I saw her when I got home. And I saw her when I went to sleep. And then I began to really see my wife. I was like, man, I married a crazy person. (laughs) I'm kidding. I love her. She's great. And so I I really thought, now, now I know her. Now I really know her. And then she got pregnant. Men, stay quiet. Don't say a word. Don't look at her. Just grab her hand and say, I love you. That's brownie points for later. Ask for your favorite restaurant after church. And so she got pregnant, and then I knew her and saw every side of her within the span of five minutes. Happy, angry, sad, hangry, 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 swollen, hangry, hangry, and hangry. And so then I thought, now I've seen it. I've seen every aspect of my wife. I know her. I have that gnosko. I I know her in an intimate way. And then we had the baby. And now I got to see another side of her. I got to see her love this, this tiny little thing that has never done anything for us and can't do anything for us. And she's really needy and she cries when she needs something and she doesn't know how to communicate. And she loves it unconditionally. And then I got to see God in my wife. I got to see how he loves us, that we cannot offer him anything. And yet he loves us unconditionally. See, it took me to do life with my wife before I knew her. See, I knew her when we were growing up, but then we entered into a relationship and I got to know her better. And then I took the next step in the relationship and I got to know her better. And I took the next step in the next steps. And it's this, this, chronological order of steps where I got to know her even more and more. And now I'm excited to say that I don't know my wife, but I can't wait to do life with her. See, we, thank you. I'm going to tell, just let her know that I said that um, because I want to go to Lupe's after church. So it took that to get to really know her. And then I understood that I will never understand her, but I can't experience it with her and I can't do life with her. And that's what we have to do with God. If you would turn with me to John 14, 4 through 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples. These are people that they're with him all the time. And here's what he said. He says, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, 
we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And then Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you'd have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Then Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it's sufficient for us. I feel like a lot of us get into this place with God. Like, hey, God, if you just, if you just show up, if you would just speak to me audibly, you know, part, part the clouds, speak to me. God, if you just, that would be sufficient. And here's what Jesus said. He goes, have I not been with you so long and yet you do not know me. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now I want you to catch this. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. So he's saying that the the things that I'm doing in my vessel, I want to do in you and greater works. Everybody say, and greater works. Then these he will do because I go to my father. So Jesus is saying, when I leave, when you actually don't see me anymore, you're going to do greater things. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you keep my commandments. It's powerful. He's saying, I, I don't have to be here, but you do have to know me. You do have to love me. You're not going to understand me, but you have to love me and take those next steps and take that next step because there's something about your vessel that's very special. And the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords came and took an earthly vessel. And then he looked at other vessels and he said, I'm going to do greater in you than even I did because I'm not here anymore. And so I want to show you this little Illustration. This is a very fancy box. It's about $100. Um, I'm kidding. This is us. We, we are a vessel. And as you can tell, this, this is pretty inexpensive. It's, it's not extraordinary, but it's a vessel. And there's an importance in being a vessel. First, you don't have to be special. You can be ordinary because he wants to use that. There's an importance of the vessel. If you go back to our story in 2 Kings 4 through 1, this lady says, I, I, I have this debt, and I want y'all to change creditor to enemy, because how many of you know your creditors are your enemies? <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Uh, but the enemy is coming, and it tells this lady that there is a debt that you cannot pay, and there is nothing special about you, and you have nothing in your house. And he says, because of that, I'm going to enslave a generation. And the enemy has led you to believe some lies that, hey, there is a debt that you cannot pay. There are things that you have done that there's no way you can reconcile that. And because of that, I'm going to enslave your kids. I'm going to enslave your thoughts. I'm going to enslave you at your workplace. I'm going to put you in depression and anxiety. And I'm going to let you suffer from things that people can't see. And it will kill you on the inside. And there's nothing you can do about it because you are not special. And then the lady approaches this man of God and she says, hey, I have nothing but this jar of oil. Well, anytime we see oil, we can translate that to the anointing or the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we go to God and we say, God, we're we're nothing, but I have your power. But that's, that's, that's beside the point. I want all this other stuff. I want my box to look special. So I have nothing but you. And he's saying, that's exactly where I want you today. She says, I have nothing but the power of God. 
I've never prayed that prayer in my life. Dear God, I, you know, I don't have anything but you and you, you're, you're, you're awesome and you created everything and you know everything and you know my heart and you want what's best for me. But I don't have anything. She says, I don't have anything but a jar of oil. So then he says, here's what you need to do. You need to go get as many vessels as you can. See, when we get the power of God and, we, and receive salvation, our goal is to go get vessels. He says, don't get just a few. This is why when you hear, oh, there's another church plant. Oh, that's great. Uh, cool. Oh, they're doing another service? Wow. They're asking me to show up at 7 a.m. Are you kidding me? Yes, because there are lost vessels that need to be saved. Hey, you may look ordinary, but there's something on the inside of you that will be the power of God, and he can do some great things. So he says, go get all these vessels. Go get these vessels. So she goes and gets them. She brings them back, and she begins to pour oil into the vessel. And this right here, this, this part struck me. It says, it, it, it never ran out until there were no more vessels. It says, after there were no more vessels, the oil ceased. See, there's never been an, an issue with God. There's never been an issue with the anointing. There's never been an issue with the power. There's been an issue with the quantity of vessels. Notice I didn't say quality. There's been an issue with the quantity of the vessels. And where there are no vessels, there is no power of God. And I want you to hear that today because, yeah, I, I hope if, if, if you're lost today and you're saying, I kind of want to do this church thing and I'm thinking about salvation, I hope you do that. But he has called you to greater things and he needs your vessel. Our God in his infinite wisdom said, instead of me coming in and inserting myself into humanity, I'm going to assert myself into the individual and he will go out and affect humanity. See, the contents gives the container the value. If I said, David, do you want this? And he'd probably be like, no, I'm good. I don't need any more cardboard boxes. <laughs> but if I put a gold brick in this box, I think you would take it immediately. See, it's the contents that gives the container its value. And so these empty vessels, she said, go borrow it from your neighbors. Say, hey, go find some Holy, Holy Spirit-filled, sanctified religious people. No, he said, go borrow it from your neighbors. Get, get any vessel you can. And that's why if somebody says, hey, do you go to that one of those secret churches? You better believe it because we are seeking anyone and everyone to come into the house and let them know God's going to take your ordinary and do greater things. Yes. So he said, go get all the vessels and the oil will cease where there are no more vessels. Let us not be a church where there are no vessels. And I love to qualify for this. He said, go find vessels, empty vessels. So when we know God, he comes inside and he, he changes us. And here's something that I, I hear a lot of preachers say, and he says, you know, if you come broken to God, if you come with all these broken pieces, you're shattered, he'll put you together. That's not true. He doesn't specialize in putting broken pieces together. He takes something that's broken and he makes it new. There is no trace of what it used to be. And so it may be just a box that's been through some things. You had a failed marriage. You're struggling with your parents. You don't have relationships with people. You're lonely. You're depressed. You're anxious. And he says, I want your vessel. I don't need it to look pretty. I need it to be empty so that when I pour myself out, the oil will not cease. And so some of us today need to revert back to step one and get to know him. And say, God, I need you to clean me up inside. Because only he can do it. 
So she gets this back and, and she gets all these vessels. She begins to sell this oil, which was very, it was a fine good in those days. Some of you may refer to the oil or for, to the story where the lady used that oil and perfume and poured it out on Jesus, like in her hair. And it, it seems kind of weird, but that was a year and a half's worth of wages. It had value. The container didn't, but what was in had value. And so when they had that, she actually sold it, paid off her debts, and then she lived on the rest. But catch this, she controlled the magnitude of the miracle. God's pouring himself out in an endless supply. But sometimes we like to get in the way. If I had to turn and looked at my son and said, hey, give me another vessel. And he says, there's no more vessels. I'm going to get another one. If we pack this place out and it looks great in pictures and we put everything on social media and people are like, man, that's a fun church and it's packed out, that lets me know we need to find some more vessels. We need to change our approach to Christianity because it's not about me and me being filled. Because she could have got one vessel and said, you know what, this is good enough. Please do not settle at good enough because there are greater things that he wants to do with your vessel. So we need to know him. And there's an importance in our vessel. And I honestly thought about kind of wrapping it up here. Um, I kind of dealt with God on this. You ever dealt with God? I said, God, I think this, this is good enough. And he said, you just said don't settle for that. So I may be speaking to a specific group, but I think all of us have been here at some point. If you feel like you look like this, and you're like, hey, Pastor Dakota, you said I have to be empty. You said I have to be kind of cleaned up inside, but I'm not. I struggle with depression. I struggle with a pain pill addiction. I struggle in my marriage. I've been through failed marriages. I, I struggle from loneliness. And I can't think of a God that is so good that he can be so close to my vessel. And to you, I would say, just come. Matthew eleven twenty five through 30 says this. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. If you think yourself righteous today, there's things that are hidden from you because you forgot that you're an ordinary vessel. He says, thank you for hiding these things from the wise and the prudent. And you revealed them to babes, to people that are brand new, people that used to be broken, but now they're new because he doesn't take broken pieces. He makes you new. Even so, Father, for it seems good in your sight, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Are you tired? Are you thirsty? Are you wore out? Are you discouraged? Are you depressed? Are you anxious? Just come. See, God dealt with me on this several years ago, and I haven't been on the earth too, too long, but I've gone through a couple things. At one point in my life, I told my parents to stop praying for me because I didn't want them to say something that wouldn't come true. And I dealt with my faith, and I said, yeah, they're... God's there, but not for me. So whether you've never experienced him or maybe you have and you've been disappointed by God, because we're a real church, I've been disappointed with God before. But I have this promise 
that even when I don't see him, he's working. Even when I don't feel him, he's working. And he never stops. He never stops working. And what he's saying is he's saying, just come. And I don't know what church you grew up in because I felt like this symbol, this cross, became a barrier to people, a barrier to this type of person that said, you need to come in here fixed. You need to come in here perfect because the cross is holy. It's gonna keep you away from God. I could not be further from the truth. And I wanna speak for Hope Rising Church that when we talk about the cross, the cross is a beacon of hope that continually shouts at the top of its lungs, just come, just come. If you're tired, if you're thirsty, just come. Do you struggle from anxiety? Do you struggle with depression that is so crippling some days? You can't get out of bed in the morning, just come. Because he wants to do something with you that if you would just know him, he would take something ordinary, something ripped up inside, make it new, and then he'd pour his power and his anointing into your life. And then he says, go get another vessel. Go get another one and another one and bring them into the house and let me see what I can do with them. Because I have greater things in store. Hope Rising, God has greater things in store. And it's not even about this church. It's about the body of Christ and taking the next step and saying, God, I'm so glad you saved me. I'm so glad you cleaned me up inside. But I want greater things. And it may be hard and it may be difficult. And I don't know when the breakthrough's coming. But I know you are working something behind the stone. Because you specialize in taking dead things and bringing them to life. Just come today if everyone would stand with me. Today I want to give you that chance. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what hell you've walked through. And maybe that's happening today. Maybe you came in here and you said you have no idea. He does. Just come. Some of us have had very conflicting relationships with our parents and our family members. Just come today. Leave it to Jesus. Let him take that vessel and work with them. Let him work with you. And we're going to sing this song. And I, and I don't want you to just say it because it's a lyric on a screen. But I want you to believe it in your heart. And you can say, God, I may not see it, but you're working. I may not feel it, but you're working. Because the cross continually screams, just come for you and for me and for everyone. Believe it today. Know him. Know that your vessel is important. And that he wants you to just come, continually come. If you've been in this church thing for years, just come. If you're new and you're broken, just come. If you're messed up, just come. If you're self-righteous, just come. Believe that today. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.